every vertical product today in the market, and it requires the ability to translate what you know into actual products. Um, so in Proteantex, basically what, what we want to do today is to allow those electronics, in the simple words, to communicate with us during both the production and, use in the, in, in, and the usage in the field. And to tell us what hurts them and, uh, and how they feel from like the deepest level of, of electronics before a failure possess um, like an elementary threat, I would say, to the safety um, of the driver. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Leomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opus Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders, meet Gal Carmel, Executive Vice President, General Manager Automotive, Protein Techs. Gal is an automotive entrepreneur with a proven track record of over 15 years in rapidly honing emerging technologies, markets, and opportunities, both on business and diverse R&D aspects. Before joining Protein Techs, Gal served as Chief Technology and Production Engineering of Samsung Smart Machines, building from the ground up Samsung's ADAS and AV technology, focusing on full-stack platforms for automated driving systems. Prior to that, he held key roles in some of the most innovative pillars of autonomous driving and mobile acquired by Intel, a leading supplier of advanced driver assist systems, including the first production of Monovision Camera AEB, Autonomous Emergency Braking, reaching 5-star Euro NCAP rating for the most advanced production programs OEMS. Gal Carmel, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm great, Michal. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about automotives in a really, really deep and, and awesome way. Uh, and, and in general, about you and about your life, you've had some, some incredible, incredible things from being an entrepreneur yourself and, and working in, in a in variety of companies, but then being R&D program manager at Mobileye and chief technology and production engineering, Samsung Smart Machines, Europe and Israel, and then transitioning to being an executive vice president and general manager of the automotives at Proteantex. And so, um, you know, Gal, crazy background, make sense of it for me. Who are you? Oh, um, interesting question. I think that um, if I'm trying to translate who I am to opposed to who I was, and people start and ask me um, how I was as a child compared to today, I'm actually saying that uh, pretty much the same but smaller. <laughs> so I think I grew up in, uh, in really in car and uh, um, electrical engineering and electronics environment. My father is also um, coming from electrical engineering. And I think I was always fascinated, um, I think, by the depth and knowledge that you need to be able to acquire in order to build cars. So it evolved so many aspects, mechanics, physics, electronics, design. And then back then, I still didn't figure out uh, what it requires in order to actually driving those machines. Um, my first car didn't really start, so I spent most of my time fixing it um, to get to the Air Force Base. I wasn't allowed to drive a motorcycle back then. Uh, today, uh, luckily, I drive both motorcycles, also build them, um, mainly disassembling because uh, I don't have much time. I really love but, but, but when you're talking about you know fixing, what what are we talking about? Because I barely know how to change a tire myself. So we're we're not we're talking about like more advanced things even, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, this is uh, this is a hobby, and that will uh, um, later take us to the question how the future will look like if you're going to fix a bike in or a car in in, in ten years. But today is just using a torque wrench, playing with it, and um, you know, trying to to be creative in and what it is. Uh, uh, that you do assembling parts, disassembling parts, um, and uh, keeping in touch with the mechanics is always great. Right. So, you know that you know that's you as a kid. Now, how do you explain that? What what you know what is it about your personality or about your interest? What was it that you were specifically interested in? You know, automotives, or or was it that there was a greater you know pattern to sort of the way that your your brain is wired or that the thinking that you that you have on a day to day basis. Yeah, so I, I think I'm being called uh, very analytical. I'm coming from really engineering background, and I see myself as as, as engineer, very value driven, I would say. And I always mm-hmm. loved uh, advanced technology, but not only the technology part of technology. I love to see how technology is actually being translated to product and then deployed um, in the real world. Uh, which is very interesting to see things coming from idea to usage, especially by um, by driver. I love difficult problems, um, and personally, I focus in, in 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 things that would produce a change in the world that I would love as a person um, to see. Mm-hmm. Right. So walk me through you know the the remaining part of the journey, and I want to reach you know the, the your current and your current role as. Executive Vice President of Automotives, you know, what, 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 how does your career look and sort of what are the skills that you gain personally? And later, I want to also touch on your understanding of the automotive market and, and where we are today and where we should be headed. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I, I always wanted to be a pilot, but I discovered that some of the things are really better to do, I think, as a, as a hobby. But I started my career, you know, printing CVs and trying to get to wherever I can saying, I'm smart, give me a chance. And I spent most of the time in startup um, vision and optics and object tracking, after that building chips. And I think I scaled up my vertical knowledge um, through the stages from electrical to software to application to to, to product. Um, But if I'm putting like a real emphasis of I think the juncture in my career, it's um, I think Mobileye. Um, um, Back then when I joined Mobileye, it was a, a beeping machine. So I think it was really touched my synergy point combined, um, my engineering bottom-up background and the top-down understanding of of, uh, the product and what driver would use in scale um, in the market. Um, So I was super lucky to spend with Mobileye through the two pillars of uh, of autonomous driving. The first one was the first autonomous emergency braking, the first time that the car with the mono camera actually brakes in front of pedestrians um, and car. Uh, back then, it was only on premium OEM. Today, it's standard fit, and you can find it and also going to find it in the future in, in, in every car. So that was the first really pillar of sensing of autonomous driving. Um, then the second one was a project called REM. It's the first time that actually car uh, communicated with the cloud using data. So it's the first time that cars send data to the clouds, aggregate data for mapping and for localization. It's basically open a huge opportunity in the market for a data-driven approach um, for sensing. Um, I think the post, uh, the IPO, I moved to Samsung. I served as the uh, CTO of a group called uh, uh, Driveline, which basically the target was um, building semis to ADAS, building semiconductor to ADAS in in the shape of full stack, especially focusing on really advanced nodes um, and processes in the market. 
And I think that was the first time that I really saw from an enterprise perspective what it requires um, to, to build a chip to the automotive um, market and how it looks like from an enterprise point of view. Um, when, I think when we finished that, uh, that project, uh, that was my decision to move from enterprise back to startup. This is my core. This is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always focusing in automotive my entire, uh, my entire career. And I think that that was the point that I met uh, Shai Cohen and the former um, Mellanox team that basically live and breathe uh, semiconductor. Um, they were backed up by, uh, by world-leading investors uh, with a really proven track record like um, Viola, KDT, Intel Capital, and later on Porsche and VW, a part of the VW group. And they were super experienced in the data center world. And it was amazing to see how we're taking the product from data center and communication um, to automotive. Okay, awesome. So, so Gal, you know, you're, you're finishing your time at Samsung. You've had a, quite a, a run at, at Mobileye. Where's your head at? Before you decide to go into your next journey, how do you see the automotive industry and, and what really excites you at, at, in the place that you're at? Um, so at that point, I definitely know that what I want to continue doing is something that is around cars. Um, I said that cars are a great thing, not only on the practical level, but, but what I see um, um, at the market at that stage is that they're currently going through uh, a very interesting evolutionary process that, on the one hand, it's teaching them new language, new language that is communicating between cars and clouds and chips. Um, but on the other way and around, they become uh, a very dense environment um, of advanced electronics. Um, now, what happens because of that is that the reliability of the cars, the electronics inside the cars towards us as drivers and, and OEMs um, actually decreases the age on the road. Um, and the control of how you, you repair them basically moves from the private sectors to the big manufacturer. Of who if you're going to ask them, um, they also uh, lost um, in troubleshooting, especially in real time, finding what's going on inside the machine. Um, you can simply compare it to a washing machine that in the past was composed from three parts, but today it has a full brain. And if something goes wrong, you basically look at that and say, okay, what's going on? And then I thought, what's going to be in the market with uh, companies or cars that is fully electrified, fully electronic? Take Tesla, for example. You cannot take it to a workshop in Tel Aviv and just lift it up and say, okay, I know what's the problem. Um, you don't have engine, you don't have gear, you don't have mechanical sensors anymore. So I, I think that in that point, I saw that the, there is a huge amount of money being spent because of the complexity of developing um, advanced autonomous platforms. And that drive really high production cost and uh, a very long time to the market. And actually, after that, when it's already in the field, the warranty costs and the, the maintenance costs um, um, increase um, opposed to that. Uh, I'm looking at manufacturers that I see low controllability along the vertical manufacturing process, and then no one guarantees to us, the driver, that the electronics reliability will actually maintain its characteristics um, in the field when we're driving it. Um, so that was my turning point and, and, and my passion point um, at that point, looking on the next stage um, of making cars better. Interesting. So you're at that intersection and for the next opportunity that you're going to join, are you approaching it with this understanding? Are you discovering, you know, this gap and this issue after you join it? Well, how, you know, how, how does this 
in this thing happen? So that when I'm looking at that at, at that point, I already knew um, um, certain problems in the market. Looking from both application side and both um, system and electronic side, and both understanding what the OEMs would like to see in the future. And at that point, I see a very interesting change in the market going from vertical integration to more of a triangle approach where OEMs actually starting to look into chips. Um, it was post-corona and uh, um, we had a, a major crisis in, in, in chip supplying. Um, and now OEMs would like to have better control, better involvement um, in the process, both in design and both building new architecture inside the car. Right. Uh, that basically, their backward compatibility today um, needs to change. Um, and I see uh, warranty costs going dramatically and car recalls goes dramatically. So that was the point. We saw the, the, the problem. We saw the vector. And since that point, it really evolved um, to a very known problem um, um, in the market right. today. So within that company, you know, you're solving a big point, a big problem. You're understanding, you know, the complexities that, that are non-trivial and they're not, frankly, they're really not intuitive for, for somebody that's coming outside of this industry. You know, what is it like first, you know, transitioning back to, into a startup mode uh, and taking a leadership position there, but, but being in that mindset is again, you know, after, you know, being in Mobileye being with, uh, being with Samsung and, you know, what type of, you know, leadership style do you have to develop that may be differently from your previous experiences? So I, I think that um, from challenging perspective, that's definitely one of the hardest challenges that they've done, like every vertical product today in the market. And it requires the ability to translate what you know into actual products. Um, so in Proteantics, basically what what we want to do today is to allow those electronics, in the simple words, to communicate with us during both the production and using and the usage in the field, and to tell us what hurts them and, uh, and how they feel from like the deepest level of, of electronics before a failure possess um, like an elementary threat, I would say, to the safety um, of the driver. And if you want to simplify it, you can look at it as a, a digital sensor, as a camera that, if you rotate it, it, it has eyes into the electronics. And basically, it produces data um, all the time from within the car to the cloud. Um, and this data is super valuable, both to make manufacture better and both maintain um, the characteristic of those electronics in the field and create better trade-offs of those design. When you, as a driver, eventually needs to spend um, the time not fixing the car, uh, driving a car that is 100% available um, and 100% uh, safe um, in the field, and it needs to survive like that for 10 years um, um, in the road. So that point requires that combination between knowledge, what's going on in the market, where the market is going, and how um, the car industry is going to, to, to change and, and, and evolve. And it's like working together. It's an ecosystem that feeds each other and, 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 uh, and evolve together, I would say. Now, I think that, you know, you're looking at the market today, and if you ask most people what is the most challenging part of the ecosystem, you would say it's talent, right? It's, it's finding the right talent. Now, I'm imagining, especially in a deep tech startup is the one that you're, that you're you know, leading here. It's, it, it, makes it, it makes it even harder because the pool of people that you can potentially hire is also smaller. But, you know, I can only imagine also that part of the hiring process is 
the brand of the company, but also, you know, the, the, the mission behind the company and, and the ability to really engage with that mission. Is it hard to sort of sell on a company that is sort of, that is a little bit more complicated, I would say, in terms of its offering and in terms of the problem that it solves? Because you require both an understanding of the automotive space, but also of the chip market and what's happening with autonomous vehicles as, or as vehicles, you know, become more and more advanced. Yeah. So, um, first of all, the answer is globally, yes, um, I, I would say, not specifically um, looking at us as a startup, but globally talent acquisition is, 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 is hard. We're producing less R&D um, talents um, today. And, um, but if I'm personally looking at Proteantex, Proteantex basically evolved from the market of, of, of data center and, com and communication. And um, it already served uh, uh, very important, very big customers, and the the product was already silicon proven. So we'd be actually able to 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 look at what they've done and 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 see the the success criteria already in in day one. Um, so it was from perspective of looking at it and and putting talented around it, and also. Um, um, using talented uh, uh, person that worked with me in the past, it was, um, I think at that point, the vision um, was pretty straightforward to what it is that we're doing today. Um, and most of the guys, um, especially in the automotive, are very experienced uh, guys um, So and very talented. We have also a region in, in, in Germany to be located um, close to the, uh, to the OEMs. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely a challenge from uh, from a headcount perspective, I would say. Yes. What, what do you enjoy most about your work, about your day to day, about the industry? So, I think that uh, um, the the most enjoyable part. So, so if you look at the on, on the micro level, um, doing startups is always hard. Um, but when you see the big picture. Um, I think most of the uh, the fun that comes out of that is actually to see how it grows and how it grows with you, both as a team that work together and both from um, product perspective. And also, um, when I'm trying to look forward, I'm personally, um, as my hobby, I'm, I'm defining the act of, you know, driving as the communication between our sensors hearing, feeling, and it's like reflected very accurately through wheels and pedals to you. And that's what makes a great uh, car. Uh, the ability to reflect things authentically around that box to you as a driver. But now when I'm looking at the new drivers, um, there is a new digital audience that just want to reach a destination in the most efficient way and the most accurate way. And they are right, um, and rightly so. Um, but they are dependent on those machines, on their 100% availability, on the zero failures. And what I'm fascinating is actually to see how the car uh, driving and lovers would fix cars in the future with a laptop instead of a torque wrench. And this is the uh, the, the macro uh, uh, looking at things. On the micro, on the micro level, you are very busy. Um, in execution, I, I would say we're very execution driven, and this is also my uh, my way of managing things. I, I love it. I love it. You know, where so being a, a figure in the industry now, where you're thinking about the future and you're imagining the world where people are fixing their cars through the laptop, not with a wrench, like you did as a kid. 
Where, where do you get that inspiration from on a daily basis? The inspiration to, to innovate, to be creative, to lead in this, in this new, more futuristic state of mind? So I think that um, there is a lot of influencer today in that, that, that market back then in the, in the early days that we only started uh, looking at that market. It was a very tiny and small market. Today it's a huge consumer um, also for electronics. And it um, also um, accompanied with lots of people, uh, lots of very interesting people that pushes boundaries um, with very good intention to, to, to make good. And I also look at that as the, the, the interesting part for me to do things that actually um, makes good um, um, in the future and in our future. In my small domains called uh, cars and, and, and autonomous driving, I would love to keep doing um, that. And um, I was very fascinated by that. I love it. If you had to think of a few words that represent Gal Carmel, what, what, what words come to mind? Mm, very tough question. I think that the first one will be extremist in every aspect that, that I do. Um, second will be very analytical. And I think the third one will be um, personal and emotional to what I do. I'm taking things very light and very ser seriously all, all together. Um, um, and I'm doing things with lots of emotion um, in it and a lot of passion um, in it. Gal, thank you very, very much. Thank you for the great work that you're doing for the industry. Uh, I love the intersection of deep technology with you know, consumer behavior. And throughout this conversation, you're not just talking about cars and chips and data, you know, data science, but you're talking about at the end how the people are going to experience their drive and they're going to experience their relationship with the car. And I love that. And, and you know, your journey is so interesting and inspiring. So thank you for sharing the time with me. And stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you very much, Michael. Of course. Thank you.